What do you do when you're facing an enemy? What do you do when you're facing somebody that's against you and you want to win them over? And it's so hard. It's so hard when it's a family member or when it's anybody, even a mortal enemy. And in this week's parsha, in Parshas Vayigash, the Arachayim HaKadosh opens up a tremendous secret, a secret which is a nuclear power, unstoppable. Vayigash Elav Yehuda. Yehuda approached the bench. So what happened was, there was this really mean guy, happens to be, he was his brother Yosef, but they didn't know. They didn't know that Yosef is there. They saw this mean guy who's making tons of trouble. He takes away Shimon, he locks him up. He's threatening, he's, he's just, things are really tense. Now he wants to take away Binyamin. Yehuda, and Yehuda approaches the bench. Yehuda comes closer to speak to Yosef. So the Arachayim HaKadosh, he says, I don't understand. Until now, what was happening? They were talking to Yosef. He was already talking to Yosef. So what changed Yehuda? So, I mean, I always looked at it like he moved into him, like he leaned into him, you know? He says something remarkable. Listen to the words. Uvederich drash, Yisboer. Oimrei vayigash elov. Alderich oimrei kamayim aponim leponim kein leiv ha'odom la'odom. There's a klau. Shleimah Melech says in Mishlei, a famous, famous idea. Kamayim aponim leponim, the same way that a face is to, towards another face, so to the heart of man to man. Meaning, basically, if I like you, you like me. If I don't like you, you don't like me. Taisvis actually says that this is a fact and it's a part of the Bria that Hashem created. And there are stories how this was used, which uh, I'll bring down in a different part, not for this part. I don't want to take away from the Arachayim HaKadosh. But there is a concept. The concept is, if I like you, you like me. It doesn't just mean that if I like you, so then you probably like me. It means that even if you don't like me, if I force myself to like you, you will be forced to like me. Just like water reflects the face of man, so too a heart reflects the heart of man, which means that if you want to lock me up and put me in jail, and I am your mortal enemy, and you hate me, and I hate you, but if I can love you for real, you can't fake this, then you will be forced to love me. That's what Kamayim HaPanim HaPanim, it's a weapon. Okay, now watch what happens. Ulazen ishakim Yehuda, slave Yosef alav l'rachamim, this is the wisdom that Yehuda had. He was wise, that he wanted to change Yosef's heart to mercy. This guy, who they didn't know was Yosef, was so angry at us and so hard and anti-us. What's the opposite of merciful? What's the opposite of compassion? That's what he was. And Yehuda said, you know what? He's watching what's happening over here. See, this is very bad. He's locked up Shimon. He's trapping us over here. He's taking Binyamin. He's going back. We're in big trouble. We're, we're headed for a very, very big problem. And he, he says, you know, wisdom. Which weapon am I going to pull out? My gun, my knife, my nuclear missile? He says, no, no, no. I have a weapon called Kamayam upon him, upon him. It's a weapon. It's real. It really works. 
So he became wise. He says, you know how I'm going to deal with this? I'm going to change this guard, who we thought was a guy. I'm going to melt his heart to change from being hard to being merciful. How? If I love him, then he's going to have to love me. A love, and he brought close his mind and his rutzen and his desire to this, what he thought was a disgusting idol worshiper, mean, angry enemy. I'm going to bring my mind, my mind. I can't control him. I'm going to control myself. My mind, my das and my ratzain, I'm going to get closer to him, to love him and he should be cherished and beloved to me. Why? Because if that's how I feel about him, he will be forced to feel that way about me. So then that way, this enemy, Yosef, we didn't know it was Yosef, this enemy will be forced to bring his mind closer to me and he'll accept my words. The Hulcher classes came. And he says, Yehuda had to force himself. It wasn't easy to do that. Why? By nature, the Bnei Yaakov, this is just a small, remember Klai just started. It started with Avram Avinu, who was anti-Avaydazara, broke all Avaydazara, and started monotheism. And he, he instilled into Yitzchak and Yaakov and Bnei Yaakov a hatred for idolatry, a hatred for idol worshippers. What do I have to do with these people? So imagine, just imagine the, 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 the biggest tzaddik that you can. Imagine if Chaim Panievsky, that he sees that the Italian mafia, Right, that stands for everything immoral and unethical that he hates and disgusts, and they abduct somebody, and he wants to go ahead and and talk to them. They should release this guy. So, people try yelling at him, threatening him, screaming. It's not going to work. So he says, "Hang on. There's something that works. It works on Yidden. It works on Goyim. It's in the Bria. Kamayim apanim lepanim. Kain levadam ladam. So imagine if Chaim Kanievsky goes." And he knocks on the guy's door, and the biggest low-life Italian mobster, murderer, involved in every sinful activity, answers the door, and Reb Chaim shines true ava, true love on him. It would be very, very hard to do. Minateva, their natural instinct was that these, these, these Egyptian idol worshippers, Erebus Haaretz, the greatest Tumah in the world. I hate them. Betachlis Sinasanesi. I hate, I hate them with the ultimate of hatred. But, I, I have, I have a problem here. So naturally, I have a hatred towards you. Our natural instinct is to hate them, but I want to accomplish something. And I got to win this war without firing a single bullet. So I'm going to bring myself and force myself love. He brought his mindset and his wants Towards liking Yosef, liking this guy, 
seeing his good or, or seeing some goodness, something. To love him, pure love, he should be beloved and cherished to him. Why? Because then, if I can manage to do that, he'll love us and then he'll let us go. Therefore, he had to temporarily to change what is his natural natural instinct, his nature, to change it and to approach him with his heart. The Chiddush of the Arachayim HaKadosh Vayigash Elov, he did not approach him physically. He didn't get closer to the bench. He didn't say, can I approach the bench, Your Honor? His concept was, I'm going to approach him emotionally. Right now, I'm here, and he's a million miles away from me. I am so far from loving him. I am so far from liking him. I wouldn't touch him. I wouldn't be, we're a million miles away. Says the Arachayim HaKadosh. He had to win him over. So temporarily, he had to change his mindset from everything that makes this person disgusting to me to truly like him. Can you just imagine Chaim Kanievsky's or any Gadol that you want smiling and liking and seeing good in this monster. It had to be real. You know why? We're not talking about faking that I like you so you'll be nice to me. We're talking about using a nuclear power of kamayim apanim lepanim kain leva adam la adam. So it only works if kain leva adam la adam. It had to be real. So Yehuda had to not fake it. He had to go from hating this guy that he was going to murder, that he was going to choke, that he would have killed with his bare hands to rescue Shimon and and Binyamin and get them out of this out of this uh, whole problem. And instead of murdering him and killing him and beating him up. He had to be MS like him, otherwise it doesn't work. And he had to do it Lafisha, because I don't, I'm not going to like you forever. So I have to really fully like you now, temporarily, and then afterwards go back to my natural state of hating everything that you are and that you represent. Think about how deep this is. It has to be real. And look what happened. After he did this, that he saw the goodness in him, and he saw him as a good person, someone lovable, someone that he could love, someone that he did love, and he felt feelings of ava and and what does he say? Lechavavay, beloved. Yosef Taka melted, and that's when he he couldn't take it anymore. He couldn't keep on the charade for whatever reason. This is mamish right before Yosef said, "Okay, and Yosef." And think about what it's like when when we have children that are struggling and challenging us and parents respond and people say fight fire with fire don't give in to the terrorist makes it worse with our own children with our neighbors with our cousins our nephews our nieces our brothers our sisters with any Jew who was by Maimon Sinai, how could you compare a chelik alakami ma'amamish a neshama that has goodness in it and if you don't see it, you have to clean your glasses, your vision. There's something wrong with your vision if you can't see the goodness. I've worked with 
hundreds of kids who were off the derech, Mechal Shabbos, did very bad stuff. But I was able to see that that's their outer layers as it's brought down in the Sfarim HaKadoshim. Their etzem pnimius is a chelik mamamish. And if that wasn't true, how do so many of them flip around? And so many of them are, are shemitari mitzvahs. I have today between Home Sweet Home and TP almost 200 completely shemitari mitzvahs. Why? And in Home Sweet Home, it was so fast from, from being a dangerous, um, uh, a ganaf person stealing. One of them stole $8,000 from the people who took him in, um, to, uh, from living off the streets. And from that, those people who took him in for a winter, he stole $8,000. Gamblers. People who did bad stuff, stealing from stores, a lot of avarice, a lot of sins, a lot of unethical behavior. But I saw that they're just lost, they're just confused. Etzem of a Yehudi is a mamish. That's what we believe. And we believe that we were all by Harsinai. And this is totally different. And this is what Yehuda did. We have to win over the Chilonim, the ones who are not from. And the ones who have hatred towards us, that hatred comes because they feel that we have hatred towards them. And as Rabbi Yosef Zatzal said, and I just released the video clip, he said, we don't hate Chilonim. And those who make it look like we do are doing a, a, mis, a, a misjustice to Hashem by representing that we have, that we hate, we don't hate you. We're different. We have a belief. We wish you would be like us. Sure, you wish we would believe like you. But we're brothers. We don't hate you. And all the people who are taking down Klai Yisrael, forming organizations, were all people who struggled in their ruchnias, usually because of emotional pain, usually because of childhood trauma. And they were dealt with harshly, with rejection, with get out of here. You're not my child anymore. Get out of the neighborhood. Many times these kids were held at least felt that they were rejected. And the only way to win them back, it works even on an idol worshiper, it works on anybody, is kamayim apanim lepanim, so much love. There's nothing that stops love. The stipler said, the stipler, who to me, I, I, don't, I hope that's not insulting, but he didn't look like a very lovey-dovey guy. Person, tzaddik. He, 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 he looks scary. Stipler said that when it says ki azo love is as strong as death, Shlomo Melech says. What does it mean? Love is as strong as death. It's like saying coffee is as strong as a car. Like the two separate things. Love is a feeling. Death is death. Says the Stipler, just like when it's time to die, nothing could stop the Malachamavas. So to ahava, when it's when somebody is showering their feelings of love, nothing could stop it. Love is as strong as death. In that nothing could stop death, and so too nothing could stop real feelings of love. It melts all the walls, and it makes our enemies stopping our enemies. It's very interesting. I want to say that, and when somebody wants to die, you need a weapon that is as strong as somebody who wants to die. Those people who are in darkness that they want to die or they certainly don't want to live. They're not looking forward to the next day and they have a feeling of they're suicidal or they're certainly not enjoying life. The only thing that's going to be as strong as death 
that's pulling them down into into the into drugs and dysfunction and the underworld. The only thing that can compete with that, Kiazakamavis, Ahava. The only thing as strong as death is the weapon of love. And that's our weapon. Our weapon is love and there's nothing that can beat it. There's nothing stronger. But it has to be real. It has to be real, otherwise it doesn't work. So now I have a question for you. My own question. If Yehuda, Yehuda approached the bench, like the pshat that Rashi brings down, that he was going to tell Yosef, we told him, I'm, I'm going to rip your head off, just like I can kill Parai, I can kill you. I am the king. I am stronger than all of you. We, the Shvatim, they were very strong. We're going to rip you apart. So then I understand why the one who approached the bench is Yehuda. He's the strong one. He's the king. But if the one who was approaching the bench was the one who was going to shower these feelings of love, I, I don't think that would be Yehuda, the armor, the muscle, right? The majesty of Yehuda. I would say it should be, I don't know, maybe, maybe the musician, maybe Levi was more, you know, lovey-dovey. Right? Who's the most Kalbachi? Who's the most Nanach? Who's the Momo, the most, uh, Chabad guy there? I'm sure one of the Shvatim were Chabad. I mean, 12, I'm sure one of them was. Right? So, I mean, why would you pick the strongest, mightiest one to do this thing of winning the person over with love? You know what the answer is? Yehuda was a king. He was a Melech. The mind controls the heart. You know, it says, Melech is Melech, is Mem Lamed Endachov. Mayach, Lev, Kaved. That's where the Taiva comes from, the Kaved. So a Melech is somebody whose mind controls the heart, and that controls his desires. When a person is aligned that way, he's a king, he's in full control. What's the opposite? Chaf, Lamed, Mem. It says, when Balak told Bilam to curse Klal Yisrael, he said, I only have one second what was he going to say? Kalim. Kalim means destroy them. So the Pshatim say, I don't remember who says this. He says, Kalim is saying the Kaved should control the Lev, should control the Mayach. He, he only had a second. So the biggest curse to someone is to flip them around. That a person is addicted or a person is, his, his desires are controlling his heart and then his heart and his desires and his bad heart that is messed up is controlling his brain. Which we, we see people Nebuch that way. And they have everything and they're so smart and yet they, they have nothing because every, everything's out of whack. So instead of their mind deciding this is good for me, this is bad for me, and my feelings are for things that are good for me, wholesome living, from living, good things, right? And that controls my desires are last, that when, when I'm supposed to, I do, when I'm not supposed to, I'm not, and then I feel like a person, I feel like a king. I feel like I'm in control. A person who's the opposite, he can be very, very smart, but he's out of whack. So he has a desire, and that throws his heart to chase after the desire, and then the mind follows that to figure out how to get the desire. So I want to tie it like this. It takes so much strength to be a king. Yehuda was not just the king in physical strength. He was the king in every sense of the word. He was a melech, so he was a melech in strength, in gvura, in physical gvura, and he was a king in control, in self-control. Davka, Yehuda had to do this because it takes so much strength to go over to somebody, 
just imagine like you're in Russia and there's a guard there and, and people, and he's a low life and he's beating up your friend and he's putting someone in prison and he's laughing at you and he's doing extortion. Just picture you the biggest enemy and you realize that the only way that I could save us is I have to love him. That takes so much strength. Perhaps that's why it had to be Dafka the king. That he was able to look at the situation and say, of course I want to tell my kid, get out of my house. But that's not good. That's not smart. I got to have my shalat alalev. I have to have self-control. That's the only way that I'm going to make the situation better. I have to win over this quote-unquote enemy. How? With tremendous undeserved love. And no matter what various the person is doing, no matter what immoral behavior this person is doing, unethical behavior, it doesn't matter. If the situation warrants it, I can win this person over by doing what? The hikriv datai. I have to work on myself to bring my own mind and my rutsin closer to him. to love him I see you doing that. I see parents doing that. Out there, there are parents that their kids are doing disgusting things and they, they're looking at their kids with disgust. Your kids are doing the same disgusting thing. But you know the power of Kamayim Aponim Laponim. You know that if he feels that you're disgusted from him, he gets worse. And you're over lifnei ivelesita and michshalalav in the Torah, says Reb Gershon, Edelstein, Shlita, Zilzayin, Gezunt, and the Pelayayats 250 years ago, and many other people in between. And it's a fact. If you look at them with disgust, they sin more. Then all of a sudden they have lahachis, things that they're doing on purpose. Your kids, you killed the lahachis. They're dysfunctional, they're messed up, they're sinning, they're, 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 they're messed up, yeah. But they're not doing anything to hurt you. Because you're winning them over with the amazing nuclear power of Kamayim Ha'panim Lepanim, Kame Lev Ha'adam Ladam. And it has to work. It worked on, it worked on Yosef. And that's what you have to do. If you're looking at your brother, your sister, maybe you're embarrassed, maybe they stole from you, maybe you have good reason, but do you know what's gonna happen to this person? When everybody in their life looks at them with this love and you're cherished and you're beloved, like Rabbi Uri Zohar Zatzal, he did this with his kids. He said this kid, he looked at him with disgust and he threw him out of the house. And as he was leaving over the threshold, he said, wait, stop. Because he said at that moment, I realized that if the end of my mahalach of dealing with my son is that he's leaving my house, the safety of my house, that cannot be Ratzon Hashem. It's a tzaddik. He's a tzaddik. He's a gibar. He's a melech. He was melech shalat alalev. He said, it can't be Ratzon Hashem if he's leaving the house. House is like tevas nayach. You never throw someone out of your house. You know what he's going to do out there is going to be so much worse. Shamshon Rafal Hirsch says that the reason why Avram Avinu wanted to keep Yishmael home is because he said, look how bad Yishmael is at home. Can you imagine how much worse he'll be if I throw him out? I, Yishmael, whatever. Okay, so look at my speech about that. Neither neither parent of Yishmael wanted to throw him out. Sarah was not his parent. Why did Hashem say it? It's not a, 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 a teaching Ludiris, otherwise Yitzchak would have done it. Go go to that speech for 16 reasons why it doesn't apply. But the bottom line is the Chazanish was asked the question, what about Avrami throughout Yishmael? And he said, Ein lemeidim mikoidim matan 
You don't learn from before Matan Torah. By Matan Torah, every Yid was by Matan Torah. Every, every Yid was by, every Yid was by Har Sinai. Every one of your children is a Mamash. We're not dealing with a Yishmal. And besides, people say, oh, like Yishmal, I'm getting sidetracked. People say, oh, like Yishmal. Yishmal was over Gimel Averis Chamuras. Was your kid? Yeah, like that family that told me, Nabuch, 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 Rahman they wanted to throw their kids out. Gimel Averis Chamuras. He had a chup. Skinny pants, and he listened to Gaisha music. That that was his Gimel Averis Chamuras. Can you imagine? Even Shreif and even Chilol Shabbos, that's not murder, and it's not what what Yishmael did. And we're not dealing with Yishmael anyway, as the Chazanish said. So listen to this. Hashem Hashem So I asked the question: These two parts of the pasuk don't go together. Hashem Hashem gives his nation strength. Hashem Yivarech Hashem benches his people with peace. I don't get it. If God is giving me strength, I don't need peace. You can give me war. We will win. You're giving me nuclear missiles? Give me war. And if Hashem Yivarech Hashem is giving us peace, then why is he giving us oh, strength? What do I need strength for if I'm going to have peace? And the answer is, it's not talking about physical. Oh boy, it takes a lot of strength. Have peace. Hashem gives us strength in order for us to have peace in our homes. Because it's so much easier to say, you're not leaving my house like that. You're not walking out like that. I'm cutting you off. I'm not giving you money. You can't come into the house. All of the anger that doesn't work. So easy. You know how you know it's wrong? Because it's much easier to do than the other way. In this world, I'll give you a tip. Anything that's right is harder than anything that's wrong. If it's flowing out of you, and it's just, boom, it's there, you're not fighting your urges, you're about to make a big mistake. Because everything that's holy and beautiful is harder to do. Self-control. Yud Working on yourself. That's what all the tzaddikim said. The Nesiva Shalom writes, what do you do when you see your kid is getting involved in horrible averis? Corruption. You catch him with an unfiltered iPhone. You catch him doing Averis. Shchisus. Terrible Averis. What should you do? People say, rules, consequences, boundaries. Put your foot down. Don't let him take advantage of you. All ideas from the Goyim. Nesiv Shalom. The holiness of Yishalom that everybody looked up as the mechanic of the last generation. He says very simple. Muchrachim lishlight, you must get a hold of, but he doesn't say the kid. He says yourself. Me, what did I do wrong? Yes, you mother and you father, especially father, get a hold of yourself. Because you can't do anything that's going to have a positive outcome if you're angry. Your anger will not solve the problem. It will make it worse. Mukhrachim lishleit biruach. Okay, get a hold of myself and do what? He tells you. Ula love and awaken towards him. Ahava vechemla. Love and mercy. Beligvul. Beligvul. Unlimited. Even more until that you had until now, until he was in trouble. The same thing. 
That's our only weapon. There is no other weapon. There's no story of a tzaddik that dealt with someone Mechal Shabbos with rejection. There's no story of a tzaddik that dealt with somebody who was a mechutzif with throwing him out. And there's 6,000 stories that I have together, putting together a book, looking for a sponsor. If you want a sponsor, let me know. Chalik Aleph is 800 pages, over 2,500 stories. It's going to be much more than 6,000 stories. Stories of every Godel, one after another. I could sit here all year and tell you story after story, how Gedolim looked at the sinners and won them over with love and only love. And any part of you that is feeling other than anything other than love, it means you're human, you're a human being, you're embarrassed, you have pain, it's all valid, but don't kill your kid and, and give yourself more Agmas Nefesh because of it. It doesn't change the medicine. Gershon Edelson Shlita said, Zuhi atrufaha yichida. Kavoid v'yedidus. What? I should give respect and honor and friendship to my daughter who's walking out without clothing in a from neighborhood? I should go ahead and buy my kid clothing to, to, to dress like that. Cover, oh, look at you. Oh, very nice. This is your girlfriend. You're eating treif. And I should have covered v'yedidus? Yeah. You have a better idea? He says that's the only way. I've seen it work. And the people doing things that don't work and that cause thousands of kids to be lost forever and that have blood on their hands with thousands of kids who've committed suicide or overdosed on purpose, which is suicide, they criticize us. We look liberal because we're following what the Chazanish said. We're following what the Torah tells us successfully. And they're failing and they criticize us. You know what that's called? It's called doing something right. That's the way of the world. No matter how many Rabbonim say it, no matter how many Rabbonim have come here and sat here and told us what to do. And we always check. I don't do anything without any, every, every one of you has das taira, a letter, and we check. Anything which is negea taira, I say, ask your of. We're so careful. I'm the only person that has a crisis center for parents that cares about Das Torah. Betachlis, ultimate caring, that you have to sign a shtar, that you're not going to do anything without asking your Rav. And that your Rav had to write a shtar that he's going to answer in Pasch and every Shiloh. Who else even does that? And they criticize us that we're, we're doing the wrong thing. And we, B'liya and her, have never had one suicide. And we don't have one homeless kid. And we don't have one drunk on the street. And we don't have kids, psych ward, psych ward, psych ward, psych ward, not full of our kids. Our kids are healing. Our kids are home. And our siblings are doing great. They struggle. Siblings who are, have their own trauma, it's going to come out. It's going to struggle. And they'll criticize us. Hashem should help you. You should use the words of the Arachayim HaKadosh. If you think that you're dealing with an enemy, even though it's really not an enemy, but somebody who is not listening to your rules, win them over with love. Win them over with ahava. You can attract more bees with honey. Never look down. Never be judgmental. 
Never say, ugh, I can't look at you or even think it. Adarabah. Do the winning solution of Yehuda. Be a melech. Have self-control. Work on yourself. V'hikriv datoi, work on yourself. Uritsainai, my mind, my ratzen. I'm going to see the good, the nekuda toiva, the goodness. They're all good. You know how you know? Because we have so many TP families that have loving eyes, that have learned to look at these kids in pain, not as rebels, but with love, and then they stop acting like rebels. We're getting the best out of them. And those other parents that are still throwing them out, and what are you doing, and how can we do it, when are you going to change, and they're treating them with anger, they're creating rebels. But those kids are going to your homes. Our TP homes are oasis of safety, are a miklat in this world. So many of you have helped dozens of kids who were thrown out of home, or were meant to feel unwanted at home. So many parents said, we didn't throw them out. You made them feel unwanted. That's not bad enough. And I understand why, because you broke all your rules. So that's why I say, take away the rules. But I have to have rules. But you lost the patient. Rules are great when the kid responds positively to the rules. Rules are great with a healthy person. Consequences are great. Normal consequences for normal children. And they say, thank you, daddy. Or even if they don't. But they're fine. But not when they jump out the window. Not when they start being more chutzpah. Not when they get worse. Rules aren't meant to break people. Rules are meant to lift people up, to give them control over themselves, to have boundaries. So they say, and they apologize and they say thank you, or they realize, well, you're way off of that. And you're using your rules and consequences and boundaries to bury children. And how much money do parents pay for that advice? You should sue those people who gave you the advice that made your kid worse. It's a hefkervelt because... You know, we're not allowed to say, we're not allowed to share. Each of you, think about how much money you spent on advice that you ended up here in this office because it didn't work. And then I, I hear these guys who are failing the population, giving terrible advice. How do I know it's terrible advice? Because you wouldn't be here. I, would be, I, I don't want to be here. I, I want all of you to be helped. If any of those people would have helped you, you wouldn't be here. So I know them. They're bad-mouthing me and they're sending me people. Because they gave advice that failed miserably and you almost lost your kid. How many of your kids were almost dead because of their advice? And they're still criticizing me. And I have to undo the work, the work, the advice that they did. And we are doing that. And then they, Avi, Avi's, you know, like Avi's soft on crime. (laughs) And meanwhile, we have less criminals. We have no criminals. And they're making so much problems. It's easy. You could see right away the anger. And when, and when the kid doesn't respond well, and then the advisor gets upset and frustrated, it's all about their ego. They're using the wrong weapons. They're using the wrong tools. They're using the wrong medicine. They're using the wrong approach. Use the approach of the Nesiva Shalom. Why can't you just listen to it? I know it's hard, but you have to listen. And the Chazanish said the same thing. I'll end with the story that I always say because it, it's the whole There was a boy that was off the derech and he said, Daddy, I want you to buy me a car. So the father said, you know, son, I'll buy you a car. On one condition, 
that you don't drive it on Shabbos. Ask every Jewish person in the world, take a poll, and they will all tell you he did the right thing. I mean, what do you think? I'm going to buy you a car to drive a car on Shabbos with a car that I bought you? I'm going to reward bad behavior? I'm going to supply bad behavior? I'm going to give you a gun? It's like shooting yourself in the head. I'm going to supply you with a gun? Of course not. Every or nearly every single normal thinking person would say, of course the father did the right thing. Ask your Rav. Ask your Chacham in your family who's telling everybody what to do, although he never helped save anybody ever. But he knows exactly what you're doing is wrong. And Avi's wrong, and this guy's wrong. Deus, there are many, 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 many opinions. If you're so smart, there's so many kids dying every single day. Why don't you go save somebody? Why don't you get out of your chair, off your soapbox, and go out on the street and save five kids, and then please come and meet me and let me learn from you. Because I'm sure someone has something to teach me, and I'm always, always willing to learn. But no, they never brought anybody back. They never saved any kid at risk. But they, they, they talk, and they, and they say bad things about people who are at least, for, first of all, successful, but even just for trying. Where's the reward for trying? Thank you very much for trying, for giving your life towards something. Anyway, so ask that big mouth, the, the guy who doesn't stop talking, and he talks so fast, and you know why he can talk so fast? Because his mind hasn't been working for a few years already, so it's very easy to talk if you don't have to think about what you want to say. And ask your Das Tairas, ask your Rabbanim, ask them, can I give my son a car? He said he's going to drive it on Shabbos. Am I allowed to give him a car? He's going to, Mamish, putting a gun in his hand. Father said, no way, no deal. And every normal person says, good good boy, good job. Way to go, Dad. We don't support bad behavior. You want to kill yourself? You want to kill your afterlife? You'll do that on your own. We're not, we're not going to have any part in that. That's the face of the angry people. They always, they always do that. Once someone does that, you should leave. Because that face is not necessary. This story is brought down in Maise-ish. You can look it up yourself. I centered around verbatim all the time. But also, maybe you'll say, well, this is 50 years old. Maybe, I don't know why it would be different, but Rubgershon Edelstein Shlitu, who's the direct link to the Chazanish, probably one of the last living links to the Chazanish. So he should be well. He brings it down several times in his Shmuzin in, in recently. They print his shmuzin and he brings the story all the time. When it came to the Chazanish, he was meyayitz, the father, he advised the father. He said, it's kedai to buy him the car. It is worthwhile to buy him the car. Why? Kedai shetiskadel hashpa'asoy alav. Four words. Kedai shetiskadel a love. So your influence will grow over him for the future. Everybody who thought about this question didn't think about influence at all. Didn't think about future at all. Didn't think about, what am I here for? What's my tafkid with this kid? 
didn't think about what about the next battles? So I don't buy him the car. So the relationship gets worse. And then, oh, he's marrying a shiksa. Oh, we have to sit shiva. Because if you undo the spiral, you, you kept on doing things without thinking about, will it lower my influence or increase my influence? So yeah, says the Chazanish, you should buy him the car that he will drive on Shabbos Bifrahesia for a purpose. And why, why some people who are giving advice out there most, why they don't see two steps ahead, I can't understand. Why people go for advice to somebody and they say, oh, I didn't expect things to get worse. What didn't you expect? This is not the end battle. This is not the last stand. You want them to do tshuva one day. You want them to get off drugs. You want them to stop hurting themselves. You got to keep them in. You got to have influence over them. Influence is based on your relationship. If I have a 100% great relationship, calm relationship, then I have 100% the air of influence is open. Look at home sweet home. These kids moved in hating Yiddishkeit, cursing God. Many of them, cursing God. And within a year, which Shemitah Mitzvahs. Why? We never had Shachros Minchamarev. There was no storm. There was no rules about Taira and putting on tefillin. Nothing. We just developed awesome relationships, loving relationships, liking. It wasn't love. We just got to know them based on accepting that they're not religious and liking them and having fun with them and chilling with them and smiling with them and hugging them. And after a couple of weeks, they got this relaxed. And we said, we like you. And we invited them to our homes. We opened our homes and we showered them with gifts and with love and with food and with acceptance. And they flipped over. I didn't like the fact that he's eating on Yom Kippur. I didn't like the fact that he was doing all these sins. I didn't like the fact that this guy was stealing from stores and was shoplifting. I didn't like this fact that this guy was threatening people. I didn't like what they were doing, but I had fun with them and I liked them and I saw their goodness. I saw past the bad behavior and so did all the volunteers. They should be gebenched. And look at the schar we all have as a team. Untrained. Not one therapist trained us. If we would have gone to the therapy world, they would have told us if they break a rule. We didn't know. We didn't know anything. That's why it worked, because we didn't know. We just tried our hardest, and Hashem gave us siyat deshmaya, and bing, 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 one after the other, one after the other, one after the other. Look, not one of them went back to drugs. Not one of them went back to the street. Not one of them hates us. Not one of them is in any of these organizations that are against us. Not one. They would have been the Rosh Hashivas of these organizations. We won them over with love. True, real love. I really enjoyed spending time with them. Even though they weren't, of course, Avi, it's not your kid. Much harder when it's your kid. You're right. It's a million times harder when it's your kid. But it doesn't change the medicine. It doesn't change what works and what doesn't work. Look at your kid, disgust. Your influence goes down. I'm not buying you your car. Your influence goes down. The relationship goes down. The influence goes down. The relationship goes up. The influence goes up. And the same kid, without talking about Yiddishkeit, if you're the closest person in the world to them and you are supplying them with everything that they want 
Ask your Das Torah. I hope they know the Chazanish. I find that the Das Torah are getting smarter and smarter with the Sugi because we really didn't know it 30 years ago. A dark cloud came out and a lot of Rabbanim said things that I think today they would say different. But look at the Ziknei Ador, the group Shmuel Kamenetsky Shlita, Zilzayin Gezunt, Rebgeshne Edelstein Shlita, Zilzayin Gezunt. There's not one thing I ever said that goes against what either one of them said or told me or told other people. Navimitzke Rebbe Zatzal, Rabbi Yisif Rosenblum Zatzal, so many tzaddikim, so many tzaddikim, over 90. They said 100%. Unless you're not allowed to. And so many people think they're not allowed to do things. Like someone told me, I, I couldn't buy my kid treif. I said, ask your rav. I don't decide. One of the G'dayli Adar, I have it on video. He said, you're allowed to. We don't even know the halacha, so we, we, just, we just imagine. And it's difficult, so we just would rather say no. The bottom line is, the only way to save anybody is with hashpa'ah. Hashpa'ah is influence. Influence is based on relationship. So think hard. What did the Chazanish mean when he told a parent to buy a car for a kid who said up front, I will drive this car on Shabbat? And he said, Kedai to buy it. It's worthwhile. For the long haul. Kedai sheteskadel hashpa'asoy alav. And all you people who commented didn't even think about Hashpa, didn't even think about the future. The Gedalim thought about the future. There's another war coming up around the corner. Is he going to fast Jim Kippur? If you have a great relationship, the influence will be there. More mitzvahs will happen sooner. No question. Tshuva me'ahava will happen. Be'ezus Hashem. So that's the whole thing. The whole TP al regalachas. Anything that brings you closer, that's mutar apitaira, you have to do. It's hard, it's difficult. says the You're not a baby, get a hold of yourself. You're dealing with something that's not like a kid who got an 80. You're talking about a kid Mahal Shabbos, a kid eating treif, a kid cutting themselves with anxiety, panic attacks, depression, suicidal. We don't know if they're going to get married. They're, they say they're gay, they're lesbian. These are huge problems. You got to get a hold of yourself in order to save your child and start to follow the true Torah way to save lives. Not what we're getting from the therapists that are trained by the goyim. How did the therapist know what to do? Because they went to school. School told them. School taught them. They're very good. They're very good at school. And the school said, when you have a teenager who's rebellious, rules, consequences, boundaries. It doesn't work on them either. They're also changing. But let's say it works on them. How does the school teach the professor know what to do? Simple. They did studies. Who did they do studies on? Jewish kids? Chelik Lakami Mao? Kid with parents like you, and grandparents, and family units, and cousins, and Hanukkah, and Purim, and Pesach, and Shul, and camp, and pizza shops, not the Gaish pizza shops, our pizza shops. Shwarma, Cholent, Lel Shishi, come on, they're doing, they're doing research on a different Bria. A whole different situation, a whole different family unit. And it's not working for them. 
I challenge Dr. Phil. His way is absolutely not working. But he has no way of knowing that love works. It looks weak. So he'll say, but we're doing this already. We have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families doing it successfully. Let's not lose more kids. Let's wake up and let's realize that when you feel like someone is your enemy, somebody's not listening to you, you have to win them over, brothers and sisters, Babi and Zaidi. If everybody can approach this hurting, difficult child that seems like an enemy, who's dying for acceptance and love, Baruch Hashem, I always say, can you imagine if they didn't really want acceptance and love? I would have no, no advice for you. But under all of this rebellion, the more rebellion and hatred you're getting, it's a result of the way you treated this kid. They weren't born with that. They messed up. You acted with rejection and anger and frustration. And meanwhile, you created an enemy. You want to get rid of the enemy? Get a hold of yourself. Be strong. Hashem Hashem should give you a lot of strength. Hashem Yivarech. Hashem should bench all of you with peace, peace of mind, peace in your homes.